Hello and welcome back to another episode of Turf Talk. My name's Louis Tomlinson. Sat next to me is Big Jim Watson. The date we're recording this is the 16th of May, and well, there's been classic clues aplenty over the past week or so, with key trials at Chester, Lingfield, Leopardstown. It's Dante Day today, so we're not really going to touch on the York meeting. I guess the race will already be run by the time this goes out. Jim, a lot to talk about, mate. A lot of, you know, reputations on the line. Some of them, some enhanced, some not so. Yeah, the, the derby pitchers certainly looking a little bit more clearer because it, it's been very murky so far. I mean, I think we know who's going to train, though, you know. Do you, do you think Aidan? Aidan O'Brien? <laughs> He's only got a... He could, he could run six. It could be like that year when he had Ruler of the World. He had loads, didn't he? I think uh, it was 2008, New Approaches year. He trained half over half of them. Because they were sure that New Approach weren't going to stay and he pulled too keen, which could be an ideal sort of scenario if two down hot comes through today yeah right let's let's get stuck in there's a lot of there's a lot of action to review and discuss i think next two inside the final furlong near side is pablo escobar anthony van dyke though challenging hard and it's anthony van dyke now who moves into the lead from pablo escobar and on the run towards the line the race bet starby trial goes to anthony van dyke and we're going to start really talking about uh, the Derby trials. I know we touched on the Chester Vars last week. Uh, Sir Dragonet, the first of the Aidan O'Brien horses to go in over the uh, uh, over the past couple of days, beating his stable companion Norway and dashing Willoughby in third. Now heads are betting for the Derby, despite the fact that he's not entered in it. He should be supplemented. I mean, he will, he will be, be supplemented. He will be supplemented. Uh, Jim, what did you make of this? I know we touched on it briefly last week, but at this moment in time, he's my idea—he's uh, my idea of the Derby winner. Is he? He is. Mm, That—that's interesting to hear. Um, I—I th- I was very taken by this performance. Eight I th- lengths. I, th- I thought that the form was very strong. I liked the way King Ottokar did his win last uh, one last time out, uh, and Dashing Willoughby's finished behind him that day. He's run better than expected in this. Norway finished not too far away in a French grade one towards the end of last season and was improving with running as a lot as it, a lot of Aidens do. So he's beat a very good field. He what concerns me is what he did in the early stages of the race. He looked all at sea and not really in the race. And I know he'd only had the one run previously was it Kalani? Uh, Tipperary. Tipperary. But um I think that he will improve for this run at Chester, but if he finds himself in that situation at Epsom, all at sea, sat at the back, all over the shop, he won't win the derby. You've got to be in the derby for me. You have to be in the first six to be there or thereabouts. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think he was as inexperienced as you're making out. Do you not? No, I. 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 I don't think he was showed much signs of greenness. Yeah, it, it was held up, and I guess the race was kind of round to suit him a little bit. You know, how often do we see that Chester sweeping around the outside rather than coming through horses, which is the thing. You know, I know people have been mentioning since the Dragonet's never had to come through a pack. Mm. Everything in his race has kind of gone as smoothly for him as possible. But also it's because he's got the talent to take him into them positions. Yeah. For things to go smoothly. You know, he was he travelled like the winner and then click, click, uh, kicked and asserted. 
I think this was a good race. You know, Norway won the Zetland Stakes last season, and then, like, like I've said, ran well in France. Dashing Willoughby and King, o- King Ottica uh, both run really well at the start of the season in that conditions race at Newbury. We'd had Technician, who was arguably unlucky not to win a Group 3 last time and at Sandown. Just got Bangkok got the better of him, didn't he? Yeah. I think this form stacks up, and I've, I've said before, I like the Chester Vars in general as a trial. I think the fact that it's a distance of a mile and a half, like like we see, the Dante on paper today is a better race. You know, we've got two down hot group one winner. Japan won the Beresford, which tends to produce good horses. Line of Duty is a group one winner. Telecaster, Huey Morrison's had looked impressive last time. Could at be Windsor. absolutely anything. Surfman as well won at Newcastle. He's, he could be anything. He, he's interesting. I like him. But the thing for me is that, like I said, even though the Dante often produces better horses overall I think the Chester Vars can produce a, a better derby horse the fact that it's, it is over the same trip yeah. as a derby not too far along short like the Dante and in terms of course configuration Chester is really really similar to Epsom yeah. it's turning it's tight you know whereas York's flat adjustment. and galloping yeah exactly exactly so I, I tend to like the Chester Vars winner no matter what really Uh and Sidragan, it's probably been the most impressive winner of the Chester Vars since Ruler of the World. Yeah. And we know what Ruler of the World went on to do. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. But for me, I've, I've got my reservations about him and I, I'd be willing to take him on at this stage. Uh, while we would also talk about the, Chester, uh, the Cheshire Oaks, because I think we saw the Oaks winner as well on the same day. Do you think? As Yeah, uh, Madai. Uh, not... Not a really sexy profile. It's t- t- taken a while for her to, for her to come to the boil, but th- that was destructive. Absolute destructive turn of pace, wasn't it? Um, I thought this was quite a decent race as well. Manuela de Vega and Fanny Logan. Manuela de Vega probably would have got closer with a better run, I think. Um, but I this was this was very taking and. She, like you've like you've said, she doesn't exactly have a sexy profile, does she? Um, she's a win at Yarmouth was beating a stable companion, Fanny Logan was was good form, but then there was slight question marks around it for me. But I think that she's beat a good field there, and she certainly put a stamp on her rook's potential. Yeah, completely, completely, mate. Uh, We'll move on to talk about the D-Stakes again, another Aidan O'Brien. I mean, they're all by Aidan O'Brien, let's be honest. Uh, Circus Maximus, 5-4 to four favourite, doing the business to beat stablemate Mohawk at 7th last season's Royal Lodge winner, Fox Chairman back in 3rd. Uh, Circus Maximus is still a fairly big price for the Derby, 16-1. to one. I, d- I-, I can't see why. I like him more than Sir Jogany. I like Circus Maximus. I think he's a proper Derby type. Uh, there's rumours he could go to the French, but it's Niakos family, isn't it? Yeah, so. they've got a long establishment with French racing. But I'd be more interested with Mohawk going to the French. I think he'd suit a flatter more track. Um, I think Circus Maximus ground this out well. I think he's improving with each run, and he's, he's another one where I think he, I could see Circus Maximus going for the Saint Ledger. I could, li- I like him for the Saint Ledger. I think he's. I think he's all stamina. He grinds everything out. He was given an inch perfect ride by Ryan Moore from the front. Fox Chairman got a horrible run throughout the race. I thought he was stuck up at the back. 
never really got a run and he ran on and to say that was only his second start that was a absolute cracking performance but take nothing more hawk as well good performance from him he had to give the penalty away for his win last season in uh grady company so i think that this this is a decent race i think and i think circus maximus i think there's 14s around for him uh in the derby and i think that's a decent each way but at this moment in time because and if you fancy him i'd back him now because he'll be shorter on the day i think yeah I, I i like this one I, I understand where you're coming from in that I don't think we've hit the ceiling with him yet. I think he's all stamina. Do you, his dam was a miler, though. Duntall. Yeah. Who was, a, you would say, a, re, a grade yeah. one horse mm. for David Lanigan. Uh, I could see I could see what you mean, though, with Circus Maximus' stamina. I'm probably a little bit more of a... I'd probably be a little bit colder on that for pedigree. I don't think there's any problem with him staying a mile and a half. And it, it, I, I, I must admit, I am, I'm slightly confused as to why he's still available to back as big as 20 to 1. There's 20s in places. 20s, general, 16s, 18s. I might have to have a look at that, 20s. There's only, in fact, there's only Betfred going as short as 14s. Wow. That, that's, I thought it was a lot shorter when I checked the other day. Would you give Mohawk another chance then, Jimmy? He's, he's as big as 33s in places. Yeah, yeah I, I would, but I, I'd be reserved if he does go to the French because Aidan's got this such a stronghold of horses that could be going to this year's derby. He might want to spread them out a bit. Um Mohawk did, I think, was given a, I don't want to sound awful here, but a conservative ride from Donica so that Circus could win a great, a, a listed race. Do you, do you agree with me there? He didn't go for everything in the final furlong. No, I, do, I don't agree with you there. Oh. Well, I, I, I don't agree with you there. What, were, were you kind of thinking that in terms of what, like, team tactics are? Yeah. I think Circus was the first string, so they let him win. Well, not let him win, but Mohawk was not ridden as aggressively as he would have been if he was the more fancied. A Nico de Boinville Verdana blue ride. It's a, it's a bit of a it's, a, it's a bit of a big shot. It, it, I, I don't think things like that actually matter to Aidan O'Brien. And, he, and know, he's he's ran well under the penalty, but at no stage that race did I think he was going to win. I no, didn't think he was going to catch Circus. Because, but not, neither did I because I think Circus Maximus is a horse who. You just know, saves enough for him in yeah, front. Exactly. Mm. O- o- only does enough. You could have ran that race for another two furlongs, and I think Circus Maximus, you know, would have always been holding him. Yeah. W- w- without having to go for everything. Yeah. Uh, I like him, mate. If if and if I was to say which one in the Derby betting I thought was the most overpriced, it'd be him. Yeah. His form as a two-year-old's as good as anything mm. out there, really. You know, apart from two that not, we've got stamina doubts about. You know, we'll see how how well-founded they are today. But you know, third behind Persian King and Magna Grecia in the autumn stakes, and you may be seeing how well that forms work out. Persian King won the French Guineas at the weekend. He looks like he. I mean, he is a proper, proper, proper weapon. He's got a right stride a, on a him. Probably, he? probably the best three-year-old we've seen so far this season. Do you think? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I do think he is. Think could be interesting after today. Yeah, it could be. It could be. And uh, then fourth in the... Oh, I keep wanting to call it Racing Post Trophy. The Vertem Fatuitary. Yeah, which which is a race that's working out really well. Uh, there's a lot to like about him. There's a lot to like about him. And again, I, 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 I kind of think the fact that he's a horse who only seems to do enough, you know... Might stand him in good stead for Epsom. 
Yeah. Where there's a bit of hustle and bustle. You know, it, it, it says to me that he's a horse who's switched on and intelligent enough, mm-hmm. you know, not to get himself into trouble like that. I'm, I'm keen on him. Yeah. I'm very keen on him. Uh, staying with the Derby trials, we'll go over to Lingfield, where we saw Anthony Van Dyke. Uh, I know we were slightly worried about his stamina. Them fears certainly laid the class horse in the race, won it, Jim? Yeah, I was very taken from this. Ryan said after the race that he wasn't fit. Um, he, he was probably 75% fit. The form exactly doesn't look amazing with Pablo Escobar finishing second. And Nate, the great ran well last season at Ascot in the, I think it was the Chesham. So the the form there is, there's, there's bits and pieces because Cap Francais was back behind them. I thought he was going to run a bigger race. I was I was quite hot on him. Uh, and I think Anthony Van Dyke, I think that he's quite a short price in the in the betting for me. He doesn't exactly have a flashy profile for the Derby, does he? He's been he's been sort of campaign. And maybe I thought last season he looked slow and maybe he would improve for the Derby trip. But they kept him over seven furlongs. I had thoughts that they might go to the Kentucky Derby with him. Right, yeah, because he went to the Breeders' Cup. Yeah, yeah, I thought that that would have been the idea. A bit similar to Mendelssohn's build-up last year. But he's, he stayed here. He's, he's won this impressively. And Kew Gardens finished second in this race last year. And I think they bring the better horses to Lingfield. Although No, they don't. In time, Kew Gardens is a, is a better horse. And I know he got beat the other day uh, at Chester in, a, in an absolute bog. But... I, I think that the better horse goes to Lingfield over time. No, it doesn't. Never. Never happens. Nevis, Kilimanjaro. We ran through it last week. The horses Aidan O'Brien brings to Lingfield are never very good. Uh, I think they were surprised at how good Hugo Gardens turned out to be last season. You think? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I do. He was beaten in the field and stakes on his, you know, before Lingfield. It was in ninth in the derby. Then they ran him over two miles at Royal Ascot. If they had any idea that Kew Gardens would end up being as good as he was, they'd have been running him in better races yeah. at this stage of his career. I think he, I think Kew Gardens was a surprise improver. Anthony Van Dyke, on paper, had the best two-year-old form out of any horse Aidan O'Brien's brought to this race yeah. in a long time. And he's done what he was entitled to do. I mean, he's a very, very professional, very straightforward horse. Hard to knock. The only thing I'd still have in my mind, and I know he's won this over... You know, only half a furlong shorter than the Derby trip. It'd be stamina. It'd still be stamina. It's on soft it'd ground. It, He's done it well on soft. Yeah, but it'd be stamina going at a Derby Group One pace instead of beating a horse. You know, you, it, I guess it's easier to stay. Yeah. When when you're beating horses who were beaten in handicaps at Bath. Yeah. The time prize that, which is what he's done here. Yeah. Not to knock Pablo Escobar, but it's mad that he went off two to one. Well, I don't think it, I don't think it is because again he was head and shoulders. He was fifteen pounds the best horse in the race, but he's out. He was out of a five furlong exceeding Excel mare. Yeah. So, you know, I I I wouldn't I wouldn't have been a backer at two to one just on the basis of we'd not seen we'd not seen him stay and on paper he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's fair to say he he does stay now. It's just whether, whether he stays 
with, at a stronger pace at a grade with one better horses level. around him with horses who stay better yeah you know at, at the end of the day like we seen we even saw we were all in line last last season you, you'd rather a horse be hitting the line at the derby than one whose best work might come over a mile and a quarter yeah you know uh, that that would be my worry for Anthony Van Dyke. I don't think it was a great race uh, I don't think it ever is but look he's uh, whilst I respect him immensely this horse you won't want him to win the derby because he's not I'd, I'd be surprised if he was a derby winner yeah I, I would. I won't quite be as less hot as you. I, I think I'd be quite disappointed if he won. I, I, I think he's a very straight-going sort of horse, but... I, I don't think he's an out-and-out world-class superstar. Yeah. Whereas two down hot is. It, it very, very could be. Very, very could be. That makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, but, yeah, he really could be. Uh, the Oaks trial as well, uh, the Phillies race... Was this equally as bad, Jim? Anna Perna winning for uh, Frankie and John Gosden? I'm not sure. I, I was very impressed with Anna Perna's performance. Uh, she stretched away clear. I don't think she liked the soft ground that much. Um, Frankie was niggling a long way out, and I think he was just on the classier horse. The farm of this race is pretty dire, I think. Uh, King Power, that's £2.5 million wasted. I think uh, you're not going to be getting anywhere near to that back. Uh, is that not very irritating? Like acting last, King Power is a filly. Yeah. Call it Queen Power. Yeah. They only have one called Queen Power. Yeah. Come but, on. Yeah, but they are King Power racing, aren't they? I know, so give that, you name, buy to a a, cult, give, yeah. give that name to a colt. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, but Annapurna were impressive. Um, I think that... There's still more to come from her. She's 8-1 to one for the Oaks. She was beaten on Welsh Grand National Day, 9th of 13 in a maiden round Wolverhampton. I don't think she'll be winning. Aussies can improve from 2-3. to three. Oh, yeah, no, of course of course they can. And, I mean, she was basically a three-year-old there anyway. Yeah. She's improved immensely in the space of four months. Yeah. But, but the other thing is, what's she beaten here? Bugger all. Yeah. Uh, I think the form yesterday in the Moose is a lot stronger than this. Yeah, I don't think we've seen very many of the... I know Pink Dogwood's a bit of a hype horse, really, for the Oaks. We've not really seen the Ballydoyle second and third and fourth string come out yet. I think Pink Dogwood's the only one they've really ran in a, in an Oaks trial so far. Uh, oh, you could class Hamosa, couldn't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, hum, uh, yeah. to be fair... Even though it's not what, you know, like a traditional, like a Musidora or a Cheshire Oaks. Yeah, very, very good point. They've got Hermosa. Uh, I, I, I think the form, like you said, the Musidora, I think the Pretty Polly that Max had won was a better race than this. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't think it'll have any effect on it. Uh, and going over to Ireland on the Sunday then, Aidan O'Brien completed his domination uh, of, of the Derby trials last week with Broom. 5-2 to two favourite, another one two, three in the Derrenstown stud beating stable mates Blenheim Palace and Sovereign. Uh, Jim Brooms, I mean, of the Aidan O'Brien one, he's, he tends to be second in the market now behind Sir Dragonet. Uh, what did you make of this? He's progressing nicely. Uh, he was big raw baby when he was a two-year-old, didn't really know what he was doing, and, and now he's flowering into a serious animal. And I think he's got a serious turn of foot 
over for, uh, over one mile two, and I think he'll stay one mile far easy. Uh, I'm interested that you, I'm interested that you said that. At this at this moment in time, I think Broom's going to be my derby pick unless two are not impresses. It says I, I'm 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 intrigued that you said you think he's got a good turn of foot because I don't. Do you not think he was the first off the bridle? I, I think seven, I think he finds his stride after a couple of furlongs and then his turn of foot kicks in. He's, he's a bit like I, we're going back to jump racing again, but like the Stayers Hurdle winners, Paisley Park, big bucks. They always have a flat spot and yeah. then they accelerate. And I think he's quite similar to them. Yeah, I, I I could see where you're coming from there. I can see where you're coming from. But then again, if we talk about that at Epsom, might that find him out a bit? Yeah, hit, you know, hit, hitting a flat spot, especially on a on a course that's, you know, that can unbalance horses. You don't you you don't want him to be, you know, be being scrubbed along around Tottenham Corner. You want a horse to be travelling to taking you into the Derby surely. Whereas, I I, I I'm not sure whether Broom might find himself slightly outpaced. I'd quite like to see him ridden a bit further forward as well. I think. But is he quick enough? I think he is. I, th- I think he does. I think if he's scrubbing along from the front, he could devastate a field. I'm I'm really hot on Broom. Uh, you could poke holes in uh, poke holes in this trial, yeah, but crap. But he's a classy animal. Yeah, no, don't let me wrong. I'm I, I'm not I'm not against Broom at all. I've, I I think both his ones this season have been brilliant, but it it does worry me that. He was off the bridle so early in a race against horses that are only about half as good as what he'll be taking on at Empson. Aidan O'Brien's derby pitch is really interesting, I think, because yeah. it'll be interesting to see who lines up on what horse. Because Donica rode Sir Jagannet at Chester, and he's rode Broom. Now, I wonder if Ryan will have the choice. Ryan's rode Circus Maximus and Anthony Van Dyke. I wonder if Ryan Moore stays on Anthony Van Dyke and Donica stays on Sir Jagannet, depending on more visually, or Ryan rides Broom. It'd be interesting to see who rides who. Yeah, it will. Because there's there's a solid six that Ryan, Ryan Moore will have the choice of. Yeah, I'm not, we've not even mentioned Cape of Good Hope yet, who I know won, won one of the, tends to be on the weaker derby trials, the Blue Ribbon round Epsom. But that is what five, five recognised derby trials we've, uh, have been ran so far. And there's Japan season. to run today as well. Yeah. All won by Aidan O'Brien. Uh, the Dante's the best of them on paper. Uh, we'll just touch on the other key races from Chester as well before we go on to previewing this weekend's action. The Ormond Stakes, Kew Garden, sent off on odds on favourite. Slightly disappointing though, beaten by Mirando. Wasn't really close either, Jim. Uh, this wasn't the Kew Gardens we know and you can expect him to step forward from this. But still, I'd have liked to have seen more. Would you? Um I thought that Kew Gardens won a good race. I, I think he couldn't get his wheels turning at the back. Yeah, he was stuck in the mud, I think, and Mirando's an absolute mud lover. Although there was question marks with Mirando about stepping up in trip, he's seen it out very, very well. Uh, I was, Mirando's been in my tracker since his early days, and I decided to do the Kew, Garden, do Kew Gardens, Lincoln Park, and Circus Maximus Treble, and didn't put Mirando in, even though he's been in Michaka all of his career. So that was pretty devastating. Sylvester D'Souza gave Mirando a cracky ride, textbook Chester ride, and 
I think that Kew Gardens will certainly step forward after this performance, and I think staying will be his game this year. Yeah, I'd love to take him on for the Coronation Cup, though. Would you? 100%. 100%. Magic Circle was slightly disappointing, I thought, as well. Yeah, this race should have suited him, really, shouldn't it? Yeah. And he, he just never quite got going. He's won at Chest- He won the Chester Cup last year. He had the course form. I think course form at Chester is essential. And I think this race could come out to be stronger, but at this moment in time, I'm slightly disappointed with the res- outcome. Yeah, that, that was going to be my question. Exactly how good do you think Mirando is? I think Mirando's very good. I really like him. He won't win a Group 1, though, ever. I think he's a solid Group 3, Group 2 horse. Yeah, completely. But I don't think he, he's a Grade 1. I think Q Gardens is a Grade 1 animal. Uh, Magic Circle, maybe that was just a freak last year in the Chester Cup. He, he burst a blood vessel and disappointed in the Chester in the Melbourne Cup. Uh, and he's disappointed. Oh, no, he's, he's won a, he won a listed race back in the last season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was it Sandown on Brigadier Gerard night? I think it was that. Uh yeah, I think Magic Circle needs to get back to his best, but I wouldn't rule him out wherever he goes next. Yeah, com- completely, mate. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see him back up in trip as well. His, his best form is over two miles rather than a mile and a half. Uh, but, yeah, it's just a bit of a weird one for me. Q Gardens, I, I know we discussed him earlier, really. He's just a horse I've never really mega taken to. Yeah. and I'd, 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 Everyone has these sort of horses, don't they? Yeah, and he's a horse who I kind of always tend to think the market overestimates. You know, I I I think you can get. I mean, like he has been today. I think you can get Q Gardens beat by a Mirando. You know, one out of two times, and Q Gardens will be odds on favourite to beat him every time. Yeah. You know, he's he's just that sort of horse. He's always a lot of market support for him, and yeah. His official rating is 121. I know it that barely matters on the flat because once you get over 110, you know, the handicapper can just literally make it up himself. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if he was actually more realistically about 115, 116. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, speaking of horses, though, who I do like a lot, Forest Ranger defended his crowd in the hook seat. It's a Group 2 nowadays. And this was a good race on paper, mate. Very, very Matt good. Matterhorn and success days. Uh Slightly disappointing, really, from a Dave in on ground that should have suited him. Yeah, it it was the step up in trip again, wasn't it? And the soft ground certainly suits him. We saw him last year's Lincoln; he was devastating. I was slightly disappointed, maybe because Forest Ranger's five and he's not the flashiest of profile. What did you compare Forest Ranger to? I said Forest Ranger is definitely red. <laughs> they're the same horse, just one's over jumps, one's over flat. They are the exact same horse. I like Forest Ranger, though. I think he's a cracking animal. And, look, he was highly tried after he won this last year. You know, running the Eclipse, running the Jebel Hatter uh, in Maidan right at the start of this year. I mean, he's been well beaten at every attempt at Group 1 company. Could you see him making, you know, making up those strides needed to compete at the very, very top level? Or... I mean, he's a sort of horse I could kind of see like a here comes when, where he could strike, strike into a, strike into a uh, group one when everything's in his favour. Yeah. You know, when it when it's a ground, when it might not be the strong, you know, have loads of strength in depth to the race, and he's a sort of horse who I could see maybe placing in a 
soft ground champion stakes. Yeah. Something like that, you know what I mean? N- not, I think this is his time of year, this and the end of the season where he'll get softer ground. But he's he's just a really, really likeable animal, Jim. Yeah, I, I really, really like him. Uh, I sort of put the downers on him early on in the race. Should I tell you what race I think that I quite like see him running? Go on. The Woodbine International. All right, round Canada. I, th- I think... I think something he could pick up something like that. a bit like Mondelez did a couple of years ago for David, yeah, o- yeah. David O'Mara. I think he could pick something up like a good international grade one. I, I, I somewhere I, I don't. Well, think it, it wouldn't be good, would it? It'd be a crap international grade one that we go over there and beat all there. It's over one and a half miles. Go beat Hartnell and Winks. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Um, so I, I think Forest Ranger could pick up something like that. I, I don't think he could pick up a grade one in England. No. Go travelling with him. I think I think he'd thrive on it. I know he's been disappointing in Maidan and Korea, yeah, I think. Korea, yeah. But I'd be willing to give him another go and something like the Woodbine International. What about Matt Hall and then really impressive on Good Friday? You know, but back to turf for the first time since his debut. And he's run a respectable race. Run with a lot of credit. Um I think that he just didn't quite get the run of the race. I think the ground went against him. And I think that he's still progressing, Matt Horn. And I'm very, very impressed with his performance here. He travelled very, very well, pulled out towards the outside. And he's just not had enough to get to Forest Ranger. Success days dictated the race mostly. And Dave Dave ran on. I think if they'd rode Dave a bit further forward, I think he would have won this. I think that they just got the tactics wrong. They didn't go a quick enough gallop, and he just couldn't get going. Again, I think the grounds played a massive attribute on this, and I'm, I've, the Chester card's been disappointing because of that, I think. Yeah, yeah, f- fair enough. And do you, want, do you want to talk about the Chester Cup at all, Jim? A uh, cracking ride, really, from the Chester specialist, the Franny Chester Norton. King. Yeah, Franny Norton loves it around Chester, and making miracles, quite a progressive type last season. And has has gained a big victory in the Chester Cup from Who Dares Wins, who's ran ran into a place in this race for the third year in a row. Uh, the two Willie Mullins horses, Whiskey Sour and Low Sun Third. How and did making miracles get out of Star Sixteen and get up there in lead? How, Franny? How did they let him do that? And Low Sun, Ryan Moore's given Low Sun as good a chance as he's ever going to have, and they've they've both ran cracking, absolute shambles of a race. Uh, Take this farm with a pinch of salt. Whiskey Sour has run. I back Whiskey Sour at tens. He's run an absolute cracker. He was from the back. Andrew Razzini was absolutely covered in mud at the end of the race, and he's siphled through rivals and just lost second on the line. But he's run an absolute cracker. Yeah, I cannot lie. I say I was at Chester on Friday. I have never been on a race course where it has absolutely sailed it down so much in the space of. So half tell an you hour. what, I went to a Chester meeting when I was about 14 with mum and dad cancelled after the third race torrential downpours and lightning exactly the same as that yeah it's, it just seems to be Chester every year and it was lovely it was absolutely it was lovely, lovely ju- yeah lovely from 11 till 2 when I went and it was probably the same when you were there yep. and then it just switched and it went awful and it's ruined the racing <laughs> Jimbo there angry at the weather this <laughs> week uh that's it for a review of our derby and uh, Oaks trials. Jim, at this moment in time, I'll ask you now, uh, 
just around two weeks before the big race, who wins the derby? Do you want a win and an each way? I'll give you a win and an each way. In the derby to win, Broom. Each way, Circus Maximus. I'd be going to Dragonette and Circus Maximus. And then in the Oaks, I think Maxad. Yeah. And I was impressed with Francolina yesterday. I think Francolina each way. Uh. I don't really have an each way on for the Oaks, if I'm honest. It'd just be my diet. Francolina and Entitled both ran very well yesterday. I think they'll both improve for that run. Um, and and that's not just because they've got famous parents. No, fair enough, fair enough. But Medaille for me in the Oaks at this moment in time, I don't think that'll change really because all of the main Oaks trials have been and gone. We're just really waiting for the Dante this afternoon for the Colts. Uh, moving on to previewing this weekend's action and it's the first open age grade one of the British season, the Locking Stakes. Tory on the outside of Happily and then Clemmy, Dan Stream and Lightning Quick racing with a furlong and a half to go not much between Lawrence and the centre is magical, Alpha Centauri on the outside is beginning to quicken up and then comes Clemmy, they're inside the final 150 yards and it's Lawrence on the far side, Lawrence for a big shock, will win the matron second is Alpha Centauri Clemmy is third and, then... and we are going to Kind of do a bit of a Pulp Fiction here, aren't we, Jimbo, and work backwards in time. <laughs> uh, we'll start with the 340, the locking stakes. Uh, Andy Bet, we bet 365, 7 to 2 favourite, Libravido, second run for Aidan O'Brien. I mean, will he have to improve on his debut? Definitely. On his Irish debut? Five's Lawrence, seven's Beat the Bank, eight's Lord Glitters, nine's for Mustache and Sharjah Bridge, 12's without parole, then 14's Mythical Magic Castillo. 20s and bigger the remainder accidental agents 25 to 1 how mad is it that the queen and winner is 25 to 1 for the locking nine months later it's mad isn't it absolutely madness i mean jim we're going to start with a favorite Librevido. obviously very very smart in france when it was when he was with andre fab yes was it won the jersey uh, and then third on debut for aiden o'brien in ireland last time uh, a lot of people took positives from that I'm not sure I was as keen. Yeah, he, he certainly looked like he needed the run. Uh, I thought he was Ryan Moore gave him a conservative ride. It was his. He, he'd had a, oh, he'd had a year off, so he, he'd had his little injuries, and he'll certainly strip fitter for this, I think. And if you look at his performance at Ascot in the Jersey Stakes, that was devastating. Uh, he beat Spirit of Valor, Mub Tassim and Parfait. So you can poke holes at that form. But he was very good. And then he disappointed a bit in the Abernant Stakes last year. <sighs> He's a bit of a talking horse, isn't he? Yeah. He's a bit of a pink dogwood. Uh, and I'm looking to take him on here. Uh, Are you? Uh, slightly, yeah. I could see why. I could see why he's... Why uh, he'd be expected to run better today than he did first time out, back up to a mile suit further than seven. He was staying on, you know, uh, at Nace was it? Yeah. Uh, the race imaging one. Uh, he was staying on there, so the extra, you know, furlong should suit. Uh, obviously, he'd be expected to be fitter for that as well. First out, you know, on his second run for Aiden O'Brien. You know, I mean, Aiden probably knows a lot more about him now than he did, but. 
he's he's a windy enough favourite for an open group one, but I think this is a windy group one. Yeah, I do. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if Libervido went and won it, but at the prices, again, is is it almost is he almost a bit of a wise guy horse, not not a wise guy price? Yeah, I, I could agree with you there. And Lawrence is a second favourite. I'm I'm a big fan of Lawrence. The only question mark is back in with the Colts. You can rule out the Queen Elizabeth last season, I think. The the race just came too quickly after she won the Sun Chariot at Newmarket. There was only a couple of 14 days between it. I think that was ran too quickly, too close to each other. Sorry. And uh, I think that Lawrence, with the mayor's allowance, I think... Has should be favourite, I think. Yeah, I'd I'd rather be with her than Libervido. I mean, she, she was a, she had a very busy campaign last season, didn't she? Really, uh, only really flopped twice, and one of them was in the was in the QE two, which which you've mentioned. You know, is is that a worry back against the boys? Because all of her all of her best runs, in fact, every single one of her wins was against the Phillies. Yeah, I know. How so? How strong do you think? That you know that that form is. Do you or are you willing to are you willing to forgive that and and hope that she's trained on? Or may, maybe she doesn't actually need to have have too much to make up on with Libravido. You know, th- there's no roaring lion or anything in this. Mm. So m- m- she's not taking on the very very best of the boys. And the only and the other time she got beat was in the Yorkshire Oaks when she was obviously didn't stay the, the distance. She travelled through the race perfectly fine. I think there could be some value to add in here, and you've said accidental agent, and he's definitely, definitely the value. Um, I think with uh, without paroles, interesting. He he had a introduction in Maidan early on in the season. He was fifth behind Almondai, the Japanese horse in the Group One. Lord Glitters was there as well. Uh, Dubai Turf that was over a mile and a furlong. Yeah, uh, I think that. He certainly looked like he trained on from three to four. It's interesting they've kept him in training. I think that he sort of disappointed a bit last season for everyone. Would you say after he won the St James's Palace? I think it was a bad St James's Palace. Yeah, I can. I I mostly agree with you there. Gustav Klimt tipped to win. Um, U.S. Uh, Navy flag. Yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't a vintage renewal of the St James's Palace. Yeah, uh, and what what he did after then was uh, underwhelming. Yeah, underwhelming. You'd have thought a horse who was unbeaten from far, including a win in the St James's Palace, would go on, and you know proves to be one of the most dominant miles of the season. Every time he met the older horses, all outside of his generation, he never looked like he was winning the race. Disappointed in the Mulan, wasn't he? Uh, that yeah. Recoletos won. So what you said with accidental agent, he's twenty, he's twenty-eight to one, and you said that's value. But since he's winning the Queen, and how many horses has he finished in front of? Mm. One. He's finished in front of one horse in nine months. Mm. Uh, It really is a windy, windy race. Beat the bank in Sharjah Bridge, first and second in uh, the group two at Sandown last time out. I mean, we we know a lot about Beat the Bank, really. Pretty solid horse at group two level. Never quite cut it at grade one, but truly this is an opportunity for him. A winnable opportunity. Yeah, he, he could steal a grade one here, I think. Uh, he beat Sharjah Bridge last time in that Group 2 bet, 365 mile. 
Sylvester D'Souza lifted him over the line, I think, that day. He was... I thought he'd certainly improve for that. He, he looked like he wasn't that ready first time out. He's still 15-2 to two around in places. I think that now we're going through this race, I think beat the bank's becoming the most obvious choice, I think. Although, if you look, if you look at his form towards the end of last season, it, it tailed off. He was in the Hong Kong Mile. He was beating the Queen Elizabeth. I really don't have a clue what's going to win this race. That's a query to you on about that, yeah. rather than because just because yeah, you, you said it. No, just because you said you were in Hong Kong and yeah. their big race is the Queen Elizabeth yeah. Cup, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than rather than the big race in Hong Kong. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Look, Beat the Bank's got four Group Two wins to his name. Yeah. Which is as solid a profile as you could probably get, you know. But every time he's run at Group One level, he's been found to be not good enough. Although again, I'm looking at the horses who 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 is finished behind. You know, like in the Sussex Six, I don't think there's anything near that level in this. Apart from maybe, Jim, Lord Glitters. Yeah, Lord who's, Glitters who's is mad solid, really. Ultra consistent. Never runs a bad race for David O'Mara. In the colours of uh, Mongelis, I think it's Sandra Turnbull's colours, Jeff and Sandra Turnbull, has won over a million pounds worth of prize money. And... Lord Glitters could finally have his day in the sun, I think. I think he could finally win this elusive grade one. Yeah, I mean, look, he placed in the... He was placed in the uh, Queen Anne last season. They went on to finish a close enough second to beat the bank in the summer mile at Ascot. Placed in the Sussex. Won at York. Didn't run badly third at Maidan last time on Dubai World Cup Day. Uh I, f- I think it, I find it hard to knock him out of the free gym, and in a race where it's windy enough and there are question marks to be had around some of them, I think he might be the bet. Yeah, yeah, Lord Glitters could be the obvious value. For me, look, you, you'd, you'd be wanting in terms of quality. I, 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 I guess the horse you'd be wanting to win. From a group one, you know, almost worldwide, the very best European miler's point of view to be Librevido. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. On what he's done. But. Because we, we know everything else in this field isn't a world beater. Mm. Mustachery could be interesting as well. He looked like he'd need the run last time out, and Forest Rangers come out, and we've talked about him early on and won a grade two. And Zabil Prince won that day. He, he looked, he was slow away, he looked like he'd improved for the run. There's question marks with the horses behind him, but I think the form's there. I, I wouldn't quite rule him out just yet. I think ten to one. There's ten to one in places. I think that's a big price. No, it was a Joel Stakes he won at uh, at Newbury. Uh, sorry, at Newmarket back in the last season. But again, you'd you'd, you'd kind of been wanting for him to have shown. A, I mean, he was. I know he was third at the Craven Meet in the Earl of Sefton, but again, how often does a horse finish third? In a, in a group three behind Zabiel Prince and Forrest Rager. I know, but Michael Stout will certainly bring him on for that first run. I don't think he was at all ready. He looked very, very backward. He was slow away. I think I think he will definitely improve. And 10 to 1, I, I won't put anyone off having anything in this race, to be brutally honest, because it's the wide open, widest open grade one I've seen in years. Yep, and that is why we listen to Turf Talk for all that analysis. <laughs> I won't put you off anything. <laughs> the solid opinions... We like from everyone, Jimbo Watson sitting on every fence possible. <laughs> uh, but I do kind of agree with you, mate. I'm looking forward to this race, not because it's a big clash of the titans, but it's almost 
like you know because it's so wide open yeah that you know there are there are a good eight horses in this who are probably within three pounds of each other yeah and it's just about which one turns up yeah you know turns up on the day uh, fascinating fascinating one shall we t- my shall we have Lord Glitters selection um, choices beat the bank beat the bank a horse who can't win in grade one company for Jimbo Watson no. uh, we'll move to the, uh, the the race prior to that is the London Gold Cup it's a good three year old handicap over a mile and a quarter normally throws up a nice one as well yeah it normally does and they bet for it, Solid Stone, 9-2 favourite. We bet 3-6-5-6ers, Forest of Dean, Hedman and Sinjari. 9-1, to one, Good Birthday, 12's Macar and War Tiger. Uh, 14's Corcho and Majestic Dawn, 16-1. to one. Bar them, Jim, I'll let you talk about the favourite, Solid Stone, uh, in the Said Sahail colours for Sir Michael Stout and Ryan Moore. Yeah, I, th- I think he's sort of got the profile in this race that that fits it he's progressing with each run he's had four runs and he's won his last two of them he was most impressive I thought when winning a decent enough race at Newmarket uh, beating War Tiger who reopposes here I think he'll certainly improve for that he's cost a fair amount of money uh, 360,000 he bumped into a decent race at Newbury on debut uh, King Gotikar, we talked about already. Ray's use a decent sort, and Bally Lemon, who's slightly disappointed since. I think that Michael Stout normally would want to win a race like this. It's the obvious stepping stone with a progressive type like this. I know he was beating at odds on at Doncaster, but since the turn of the year, he looks a completely different horse last time at Newmarket. <laughs> Towards the end of his two-year-old career, he got the better of Forrester Dean, who reopposes here as well. All his form links into quite a bit of this field. I think that he is the one to beat in this. So he's stolen that. Yeah. So, so what do you mean by saying his, his form links in? Well, quite a lot of these well, he's he's faced War Tiger before, and he's beaten him early on in the season. He's play, he's raced against Forrester Dean. He's beat Forrester Dean. I think they're the two main rivals against him in my opinion yeah I can see that I, 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 I quite like Forrest of Dean I, you know, I, I saw him win up at, uh, at Doncaster uh, a couple of weeks ago and I, I, I thought that was very impressive he, he looked like the sort of horse to progress through you know maybe a Royal Ascot type and it, it wouldn't surprise me if he took this en route uh, it, it, it is it is a really really interesting race uh, good birthday as well I quite liked what he did at Doncaster. Yeah. Uh, for the King Power team, it's not a race I have a ridiculously strong opinion on, mate. Because I say a lot of these are really, really evenly matched, uh, and we're not quite sure exactly how how many steps forward they might have taken since the last time we've seen them. Yeah. But it does tend to throw up a good one. They'd probably be my two good birthday and Forest of Dean. Uh, but are you are you keen on the favourite? I'm I'm very keen on Solid Stone. Headman's the only other one that was disappointing first time out this season, but looked a solid challenger towards the end of last season, and maybe he could improve. But at the weights and on, on the rating, I think Solid Stone's the bet. 
and if you can still get 92, I think it's a cracking price. Yeah, I can completely see why he's favourite. Yeah. Completely see why he's favourite. Uh, moving on to the 225, and it is the Aston Park Stakes. used to be listed. It's a Group 3 now, over a mile and a half. And, well, the betting suggests this is a one-horse race, Crystal it, Ocean. It's the Give Crystal Ocean 7-4 to four favourite, ahead of Larabe at 100-30, to 8-1 to one Raymond Tusk, 14-1 to one Red Verdon. And then there's a couple of outsiders in there as well, 25's bigger. Uh, Jim, this this is simple really, isn't it? Crystal Ocean is just the best horse in this race by a mile. Yeah, he's been ultra consistent, just strings of threes, twos and ones throughout his career. Uh, he absolutely blitzed the field in the Gordon Richard Stakes. Nothing was ever close to him. That was a better race than this. That Yeah, that was a better race than this. There's not a lot in this that I could really see challenging it. I think Larabe's far too short. Really? I don't, I wouldn't, I'd have him fives. I'll tell you what, mate. Surely he's the one, if Crystal Ocean gets beat, he gets beat by Larabe. But he won't get beat. Crystal Ocean can't get beat in this. He that, shouldn't. That performance last time out showed he was even better as a five-year-old as he was as a four-year-old. Yeah, because again, he, I think he's better over a mile and a half than he's over a mile and a quarter. Definitely. And I, and I think beating horses like Thunder in Blue, extra elusive, you know, they're better horses than Raymond Tusk and Red Verder. Most definitely. Uh, and we might as well move on to the next race because Crystal Ocean's going to win this. I, 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 I just think you're being a bit too... Before we, before we do, I think you're being slightly too dismissive of Larabe. I don't think he'll beat Crystal Ocean, but I think he can win a Group 3 this season. I think he'll win a Group 3, but he won't, he won't be getting anywhere close to Crystal Ocean. Crystal no. Ocean will absolutely bully him. It could be a right day for Sir Michael Stout and Ryan Moore. Yeah, I, 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 I don't disagree with you. Know, it's, it's a horse who's finished a neck second in a King George, you know, and he only found Cracksman too good for him in the, in, in the champion stakes. He's just an out-and-out group one horse running in a group three. He'll bully him. Uh, and prior to that, we've got the... Uh, Carnarvon Stakes it's a listed race for three year olds over six furlongs you know a decent enough little trial for the Commonwealth Cup this and and they bet three to one favourite Moyasa uh, for Richard Hannon and Jim Crowley same colours for Sheikh Hamdam second favourite this time with Charles Hills that's Cardem uh, Red Impression also four to one then nine Space Traveller tens Curious twelves uh, Dunkerin Koncheck and then sixteen to one and bigger the remainder uh, Jim, we'll start with a favourite, Moyasa. Yeah, I think Moyasa was did it very well last time at Newmarket in what was quite a hot handicap. Uh, he's been put up £9 for that win. He's been put into listed company here. I I, I thought step up, in trip def- uh, step up in class definitely last time. Uh, he, he beat a horse that I'd been following off a cliff, beat Le Bon uh, very, very well. I think that... He deserves his place at the market. He's improved from two to three, and I, th- I think that Sheer Camdan certainly got a stronghold in this because I also like Cardem. Uh, he's not as fit as Moyasa, I'm, I'm predicting, because he, he's not had a run so far this year. He won a nice conditions race, didn't really beat a lot in it towards the end of last season at Doncaster. He's got form... I think he's just got the flashier profile than Mayasa, and I'm leaning more towards Cardem than Mayasa at this moment in time, even though that the jockey arrangements don't really show that. They're both, yeah. They, I mean, they are on the the top two on official ratings, and 
I, 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 I don't see how you could argue with that. Mo- the handicap Moyasa won last time out looked like it was good. You know, the Craven meeting, even in handicaps, tends to throw up good three-year-olds. And Cardem, it's a really, really nice profile, the sort of horse to make into a listed, you know, listed quality performer this season. Two out of three wins as a juvenile. Uh, Just one at a bigger price. I like Curious. Uh, he got beat by Leody Stream last time at Sandown by a shorthead, and he's since come out and won at Chester. I th- uh, he's been a winning machine so far this season, yeah, Leody Stream. Just one and one, one, and yeah. Uh, he's already on, what, four wins? I think and we're four. only two, a month and a half into the season. Yeah, yeah cracking animal. So I think Curious is. Curious is interesting stepping up in class. He, he was quite fancied for the Queen Mary last season after he won on debut at Sandown. They tried him at six and I'm I'm not sure he thoroughly stayed but then he ran back down at five and he's back here at six again. I, th- I think he could be some decent each way value at 14. It's not a man actually, Derek. She. She. she how, can she run a, how can she have run one in the Queen Mary if she was a man? Oh dear. Fatal error. Uh the, the other angle I'd go into this is Space Traveller. Yeah. Uh, second to Shine So Bright in the European free handicap. Shine So Bright's done that form. No, uh, you know... No bad thing in the guineas. Yeah, that's what I was meaning to say. Uh, hard to knock him. Only thing, back down to six might not be suitable for Space Traveller. You know, I, I think he was keeping on at the finish over seven. But if he replicates that form, he's probably the standard setter. Maybe not quite as unexposed as Moyasa or Kadem, but I think if Space Traveller is as good as he was at Newmarket last time, those two have to improve past him. Yeah, I'd be with you there. Uh, boring, but I don't really have much of a selection. We've not talked about Red Impression either as well, because he's as short as 4-1 uh, for the Judmont team, Roger Charlton. Again, nice profile, both wins as a juvenile last season. They were on the all-weather around Kempton and Lingfield. And then third in a listed Philly stakes at uh, Chelmsford last time out, Jim. Uh, not far beaten that day either. Yeah, would need to improve for coming onto grass. That would be my only question mark. There's, you can pour calls in that form. Um, a very consistent type of Archie Watson's won that race. And Ciappelli has disappointed since at Chester. Um, when being beat by Lee Hu. So I, I'm not exactly hot on that form. I think that it could still could still improve for grass, but you've never underestimated Judmont, could you? No, not at all. Uh, it'd probably be the favourite for me, Jim Moyasso. I think, I think I'm leaning more towards Cardem. Um, I, th- I think I've already got my four selections for the weekend. I think Cardem will win. I think Crystal Ocean will win. I think that Solid Stone and Beat the Bank. That's my lucky 15 for the weekend. Oh, go on, I'll do, I'll do my lucky 15 as Lord Glitters, uh, Forest of Dean, Crystal Ocean and Moyasa. We'll tweet them out. Yeah. We'll tweet them out. We'll on tweet the them out. Could that new be a regular feature now? Our weekly lucky 15. Good. And then we'll see how much we, if we're in profit Good week idea. in, week out. Let's hope that stays longer than the power rankings. I think that's it for everything. That's time to wrap it up, I think, Jimbo. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I say we're, we're gutted we don't have time to talk about 
the Dante or the Yorkshire Cup, which are probably as important races this week. But we'll we'll be analysing them next week. You know, hopefully the Derby picture will be clear, and hopefully we see Stradivarius tomorrow as well. Really exciting! Uh, it's a, it, it's, it really is a cracking time of year to be a racing fan. So much is getting sorted out, you know, and the hunts, the, the horse you saw win a Yarmouth maiden <laughs> ra- round October and you thought might be a potential superstar. Now's the time of year when they're finding out if you are absolutely bonkers or a genius. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot for listening to Turf Talk. Don't forget to like, retweet, share, give us five stars. Uh, and thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you all next week. See you later.